Hi, Swipe Blasters. We're back with another episode and I'm your host today, Emily Lyons. And boy, do we have a treat for you because with me today is the ever enlightening Kristen Saxon. <laughs> Ooh, I'm so excited to be on my first podcast here. So lots of talk I know. about. Yeah. Kristen is my partner in crime at Lions Elite. Yeah. And today we're talking matchmaking. It's what we do. But I mean, it's not for everybody. And so with the way that the modern world is with rolling their eyes at dating apps and, you know, the sudden popularity of all those shows like Indian matchmaking and Love is Blind it's caused a resurgence of matchmakers. So we've always been around. I mean, we've been around for almost 10 years, but the popularity has kind of gone through the roof in, in recent years. And so we want to talk about, is this revival of traditional matchmaking for everyone? Is it here to stay? And we're going to dissect it all. Now, I got a few messages after the last episode asking kind of more about us, what we do, who we are. And so if you don't know me, my journey didn't start in the world of love, but in the world of business. So I started with an event staffing agency and then moved to being Cupid for professionals in about 2014. And it's been quite the ride. But today with Lions Elite nearing its 10-year mark, it's been an adventure finding loves for those who've ticked all the boxes in life except for one. And that's finding the one. So now, before we get started, I just wanted to recap or summarize for our listeners who aren't too familiar with what traditional matchmaking is, how it works. I'm just going to give you a little primer. So in its essence, it's all about finding compatibility. It's not a game of luck, but really it's a process. So it's a process by a person, that's your matchmaker, of understanding you, filtering through people, and then connecting you. So it's really like if you imagine having somebody who listens to you, not just listens to what you say, but what you don't say, and really listens to what you want in a partner and then sets out on a mission to find them for you. So we like to say it's like a headhunter for the heart. And if you're a busy professional, it really makes sense. Now, when people hear that, they're quite often they're like, wow, sounds like a dream, but it's really not, <laughs> not for everybody. It's not a one size fits all solution. And so for those curious minds, we're going to talk about who might just be a matchmaker's worst nightmare. <laughs> <laughs> yes, that was amazing, Emily. And I think that it's, you know, like with everything, like you really have to be a certain way and be open to certain things to be successful you know, in this journey. And even when I set up an introductory call to let them know how the process works, I mean, the first thing off the bat, you know, if you are going to get a, a matchmaker is you need to come in with the right energy. So mm -hmm. what is the right energy? So you need to understand that one, this is a journey. Obviously, we're here to you know, find you love, but it's going to be such an up and down roller coaster. It is not just like Kristen goes to the Husbands Are Us store, she puts them together and she hands them to you. <laughs> that would be amazing. And my job would be spectacular. But it's definitely a process and you have to be open. You have to have positive energy. You can't have anxious, oh my God, I need a husband tomorrow energy. No one who's ever done that has gotten a good result. And that energy just shows on dates and whatnot. So the idea is you got to come in, let's have fun. Let's meet amazing people, you know, and I would say that would be step one is what is your mindset? Are you coming into this going in a journey? You can't have like expectations per se, other than the fact that 
you know, hopefully I'm going to meet some amazing people and hopefully I'm going to connect with them. Because if you come in there with these hard set expectations that you're going to meet, you know, six feet, million dollar, you know, blue eyes or whatnot, then, you know, it, I feel like most of those people are going to be disappointed. So one, getting the right mindset, we're going on a journey, we're going to have so much fun with this. I want to have fun in this journey with you, we're going to go through ups and downs. And but we're just going to roll with it. And so that's the best attitude to have, like you need to have that attitude. So if you have an anxious, controlling, you know what I mean, you want everything yesterday attitude, matchmaking is not for you. So that would be my first point. Yeah, those are kind of two huge red flags and one that I always look for when we're kind of screening a potential client because obviously we don't take on everybody as a client. We want to make sure that we're going to be a good mutual fit. And that is somebody who's a pessimist Mm -hmm. and who is an unrealistic dreamer. Like as much as we want to find that incredible person, they may not, if you give a laundry list of expectations that person might not exist. And that's one of the biggest problems with dating apps is we sign up and we get to fill out this list of all the things we want in a person, you know, six, one to six, three and X, Y, and Z, but it doesn't mean that that person actually exists. And then, yeah, the biggest thing is a pessimistic attitude, (laughs) Yeah, expecting the worst outcome, you know, and then you're entering every date, every interaction, looking at every match with a negative mindset and it clouds their judgment and it really hinders the formation of any meaningful relationship. So even if there is somebody that checks all their boxes, it makes it really impossible for them to go to that next level because, you know, when they're focusing on the negative, they're always going to find it and it's going to expand. Whatever you focus on expands. And so those are two of the huge things that I look out for and where I just yeah, say that's probably not a fit at this time. Absolutely. And I would say too, like, you know, my best matches that are in serious relationships have been when people were open-minded. So they might've started off and, you know, I only want this age bracket. Well, this person's a little outside that, but they're incredible. They check off all your boxes. They're a great person. I think you should give it a try. So that is huge in just being open. Because like we say, soulmates don't come in the packages you necessarily accept. And most, if not all, my successful matches have been with people are flexible. And, you know, so like exactly the people that go in, they're like, oh, he wears glasses. I'm not going to be doing this like ridiculous things. It's like you've sabotaged yourself before you've even gone and really got to know the person. So if you're going to be like that, you're not going to have the best journey. That's for sure. Yeah. And it's funny because right when we think about how we used to meet people, when we'd go into an event or a bar or whatever, and we'd see somebody that looked really cute and we'd start chatting with them and what's their chemistry. It wasn't like we were like, wait, 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 wait. Let me pull out my checklist. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Uh, let me measure your height here. And how much money do you make a year before taxes? And <laughs> like, it wasn't that way. It was just like, am I feeling it with this person? Is there chemistry? Yeah. This potentially be something. But then we think, you know, when we're hiring somebody or working or using an app or whatever, then all of a sudden we can just create this perfect human. But yeah, like you said, people that are realistic and open and positive, hit it off with people. And they might just be, you know, one year older than what you were looking for, or they might check all your boxes except for one. And yeah. so I think it's really important to understand what, what are your deal breakers? Like I say to my clients, have three deal breakers in mind. Like what are your non-negotiables? So that might be a non-smoker, somebody who does or doesn't want children and like somebody who is really positive or somebody who's a certain religion, things like that, where it's 
you just absolutely could not be with that person if they have one of those qualities or don't have one of those qualities or one of those things and then open on the rest. Yeah, absolutely. A little bit flexible on his hair color or her hair color, things like that. Absolutely. Yeah, no, totally. And sometimes even with deal breakers, I've found like if it's a deal deal breaker, like even if like you might have like it's a deal breaker, but I've still had people flex on their deal breakers. And yeah, you know what too. I mean? Right I've person. seen that too. So yeah. yeah, exactly. You know, they're like even one of my clients, they're like no young kids, you know, but I introduced I just he kind of was like, you know what, maybe I'll be flexible with it. And now he's dating a woman with like a, you know, a 12 year old. So it's like, he's like, Chris, I'm so glad I did this. She was so wonderful. He thought it was a deal breaker, but sometimes they're not. So obviously start with your deal breakers. But even still, sometimes, like I say, like soulmates come in packages that sometimes you don't think they do and whatnot. So even so, yes, have your deal breakers. But even sometimes we can be flexible with those sometimes. So yeah, that's important too. And it's interesting because, you know, we've been doing this for so long, you start to see the people who find that wonderful person and those that don't. And one of the big things that I noticed with people over the years that really struggled with finding somebody, one in particular, eventually they did, but the overanalyst. So somebody yeah. that for every date, they overanalyze every single yeah. deal and it, you know, leading to them nitpicking really minor imperfections and then missing out on a great deal of matches due to really small inconveniences or misinterpretations or things like that. So I think that's something really important. And if that is something that you do to work on that. <laughs> totally. And this kind of goes into my second point of who shouldn't have, like maybe matchmaking is not for you, is if you can't take constructive criticism. So for <sighs> instance, I've totally had a client where they were overanalyzing, overthinking, thinking into the future. And this is where I had to coach them and said, there you go. You're doing it again. You're overthinking. Let's just be in the moment. Let's see. Do you enjoy this person's presence? Well, yes. You know, so you're causing problems before they've even occurred. So yeah. stop thinking just one date at a time. Let's connect. Let's see if this molds. But like, yeah. So like, it's very important that a huge part, well, at least for me, and the part that I love about my job is I get to work with people. Yes, we're matching, but my whole job is to make sure that when you're going to situations, you are being as high and best self as you can be. You know what I mean? So I'm always coaching to give confidence, you know, teaching how to respond to texts, you know, what to wear, how to navigate certain emotions. Like, and so, and even if it gets feedback from a date, like you got to be open to being like, okay, this was the feedback from the date. This is what we can do better next time. So you want to sign up with matchmaking. A huge part of it is just being open to work with your matchmaker because we are on your team. We want you to be yourself completely, but your highest, best self. So if you're not going to be open to that and you know, you're going to take things personally, you know, it's going to be again, a little bit of a harder road for you. And you know, if you're going to fight against it, you're not going to improve. So huge thing is if you can't take constructive criticism and you know, you can't, you know, cause this is going to be a learning experience experience, then again, matchmaking is probably not for you. Mm -hmm. That's like the, it's not my fault individual. I never yes, exactly. Responsibility for anything, for their actions or any failed relationships in their past or, you know, instead they always blame the other person or external circumstances. And that makes it so difficult for the matchmaker to be able to provide feedback and guidance and help them get better. And that's the thing. All of these things can be changed. They can be worked on. We can all work on ourselves and improve ourselves. Absolutely. Not 
open to it, if you're not open to taking constructive criticism and becoming a better person and wanting to grow, very difficult. <laughs> yeah. And that's the thing. Like I actually have one client and after every date, he has a journal and he writes like, you know, what did I feel confident in? What did I, you know, how could I improve next time? Like, you know what I mean? Because dating it, like anything, it's a skill, you know what I mean? And you want to genuinely connect with people. So like anything, we got to practice, you know, we got to practice, we got to be open to feedback and you got to reflect on, you know what? I felt really good when I was talking about this and I really connected with her and I made good eye contact with her. Like, it's amazing. Like all these these skills, like they also relate into the real world, like through work, like building confidence and dating, building confidence. Like, so a huge part of matchmaking is not just here's a person, it's a lot of coaching. And that's the funnest part of my job. But it's fun for me when people are open because I'm on their team and I'm trying to genuinely make them their best selves and go into dates confidently. So that is a huge point. You got to be open to feedback. You got to be open to constructive criticism and you can't take it personally. It's all for the greater good to be your best self and to, you know, hopefully be your best self. So you're meeting the best self person for you. Yes, totally. I was thinking this morning too about somebody that we've worked with that it's funny because a lot of the time when you work with a matchmaker, right, you've got skin in the game. So you take it more seriously. But this person and this type of person that wouldn't be a good fit is the ghoster. The person disappears, you know, you connect with somebody great and you're interested in them and you want to meet them. But then you don't take it serious for whatever reason. It's not a priority at the end of the day. and. (laughs) you keep ghosting on people you disappear without a trace after maybe you go on one date or several dates and it goes really well but then you just disappear or maybe it doesn't go well and you still disappear and you don't communicate yes that is like so huge it's like i always say if you're going to commit to this person this is a priority for you so you have to take your date seriously you have to be respectful of the people that we're sending you up with you know what i mean and i always say you know honesty is the best policy if you're not feeling the connection you need to tell them like there's no ghosting or like you know i'm hunting you down to try and you know i've got this great match for you and it slips away because you're not committed to this process like this is a priority this is like the priority this is the love of your life. So, you know, we don't want to waste our time searching and finding great people to have them slip away because, you know, because like you said, we have skin in the game. We genuinely, you signed up. We have a job to do. We want to make you happy. We want to find what you're looking for and connect. So we need you to be committed and be on the same page. So if you're going to come into this, you know, kind of half-assed, it's not going to work out. It's going to, you know, you're going to just waste my time, you know, the date's time. It's a lot of disappointment. So that's a huge, huge, huge thing. I always say to people too, when they say like, oh, well, I don't have time for this. And I say, replace that with, it's not a priority for me. So it's not a priority for me to follow up up with somebody that I really connected with. It's not a priority for me to go to the gym and take care of my health. <laughs> like it kind of changes yeah. from it's exactly. not, I don't have time for it. And it really makes you reframe things and focus on, okay, yeah, this needs to be a priority. And also to me, I did an episode, I think it was the first one on ghosting and why it's so common because, well, text makes it easy to just disappear mm-hmm. and we don't have any responsibility, but Hopefully your matchmakers holds you accountable and, and helps you to how to have good communication so that you can properly end things in a respectful way. Absolutely. Yes. And yeah, and some people, they do. I, I get out, oh my God, Kristen, I feel bad. And I'm like, you know, but this person deserves to know the honest, honest truth. And you just, but the thing is you just weren't feeling a connection. And I always tell people like, listen, it's not about being rejected or you can't think about it like that. It's just like, 
we're trying to put two puzzle pieces together. Sometimes two amazing puzzle pieces just don't fit together. And that's totally okay. You can't take it personally. It's just like, literally, we're just no one's getting rejected. We're just matching to, you know, energies and compatibility. And like, there's a lot of things to that. So there's no harm. And I think it's, you know, everybody's been anytime one of my clients has told maybe a a date that, you know, they didn't have the connection. Everyone's really respectful. You know, I it's definitely when you get a matchmaker, especially with a company like ours, everybody's very respectful and everyone has the same goal. And so that is one huge benefit of working with a matchmaker. If they have a, a prestigious company like us, it's like everybody, you know, is very respectful. I find it generally because everybody has the same outcome, right? And we attract a certain caliber of person who, you know, holds himself to a higher standard. So, but it's very important that, yeah, nobody be ghosting or you know, just be honest. Honesty is the best policy, but kindness with the honesty. And like, that's a really important thing for people to know is that communication is the bedrock of any successful relationship, whether it's at the beginning, the middle, the end. So a person who is struggling with communication skills, I should say, refuses to work on improving them can be especially challenging for matchmakers. So while it is absolutely possible to help someone hone their communication skills, and that's a big part of what we do. That's why Kristen was saying about helping with texting, drafting text messages, what to say to people, you know, opening lines on dates, things like that. It requires a willingness on the individual's part. So they have to be not resistant to change. and can become a significant hurdle in finding someone and not just finding someone, but maintaining a meaningful relationship when you refuse to acknowledge and work on those communication skills. And it really underscores the importance of self-awareness and growth in the matchmaking process, willing to grow through all different areas and improve on them. And the willingness to recognize and address these areas is just so crucial for relationship success. And all of us at some point or another struggle with different areas in dating and relationships you know, and communication is a huge one. And with, you know, so much communication being done through text message now, it's so easy to misread messages if we don't write them. Totally. Especially when, you know, sending something as simple as a K or things like that, then, you know, women are like, K, what does that mean? Why did they just write one letter? Is it because they don't like me? Are they blowing me off? (laughs) Yeah. No, totally. Totally. And the other thing I was going to, you know, obviously this is a process, like a huge thing is that if you come into this process and you, like I said, expect to find your match tomorrow, like nine times out of 10 or like, you know, 99, out of a million, that's not going to happen. This is such a process. And some people think, okay, well, we're just going to throw some money at it. And like, you know, I'm going to have my match tomorrow. And you know what? Sometimes that happens, but it's so rare. It's like such a process. So people really have to manage the expectations. And that's why we, you know, we have a link to our package because because it does generally take time. And, you know, the more that you're committed to the process, the more dates you are not ghosting on and the more feedback you're willing to take and grow with, you're going to be more successful. So, you know, people think here, I'm going to throw a bunch of money at it and have my wife tomorrow or my husband tomorrow. And unfortunately, I wish it was like that, but it's not. Mm-hmm. Something else that's uh, a big one that I've seen a lot over the years is the overcompare. So somebody that's constantly comparing every match to their ex or something. Oh, yes. You know, this comparison where, well, they didn't do this or they did that or my ex would would be willing to travel all over the world or everybody is compared to them and it, it prevents them from seeing unique qualities of their new dates. Yes. 
Yes. Not even in the positive, you know, sometimes it's in the negative, the comparing of, oh no, I can't date that person because my ex always did that and it didn't work out. Yeah. I've had that too, where people are like, that guy looks kind of like my ex. I can't do it. (laughs) I had somebody, it's a different person. Name, did the same first name. And they're like, nope, can't do it. Same, same as my ex. (laughs) It's not their fault that that's their name. Like, Well, that kind of goes into, I think that like people always like, and sometimes I'm like, you know, I don't know if I'm ready to do this and and how do you kind of know you're ready? And, you know, I think that Matthew Hesse, I think he said this, he's like, you know, you gotta, you know, people are always saying like, well, before you do anything, you have to, you know, be in a really, really good place. Right. And like, listen, that's great and all, but it's like, but we're always growing. So like, where is that place? Cause that could be used as a block, but you know, you want to be in a good place enough, right? So it's gotta be, I always say like, if you feel like you're physically pretty good and like financially pretty good, emotionally pretty good. And you know, you've healed mostly from your ex, you know, then you're in a good place, but matchmaking isn't going to be for someone if you still haven't healed from your ex's relationship and you're going to bring that, you know, energy to your date because you haven't healed that enough then that's going to be a problem. Obviously, if you don't feel physically pretty good health-wise or whatnot, you might want to, you know, make that a little bit of prayer. You want to feel good enough. And obviously with matchmaking, you know, it's not a free dating app. It's a service that's paid for. So you want to be in a place where you can afford to do that without stressing yourself out. So it's like, you don't have to be perfect, but like someone who, if you're not in a relatively, you know, good enough place with all these things, you want to make sure that you are before you go in this process. Because again, you know, if those things are, you know, below a decent place, it's going to affect your process and your journey. 100%. And it's important to be in a good place too, so that you can be a good person to other people. Not exactly. Not the matchmaking, looking for, to become a serial dater. Like it's not exactly. Tender. And it's not yeah, exactly I want to sign up and just meet a whole bunch of people and always looking for the next best thing and you know leaving a trail of broken hearts behind you playing hard to get sending mixed signals manipulating situations that's not it <laughs> yeah, yeah no exactly complicate the process and prevent oh. genuine connections go to tinder <laughs> <laughs> or don't don't be that person at all <laughs> yeah exactly you know um, that, yeah the non-committal individual that we talk about like that they're not, they're unsure about what they want in the long term. And that makes it really challenging for a matchmaker to find somebody who's compatible. And we find often that they end up canceling dates last minute. They're indecisive about their preferences. It's always changing. Like, oh, this is super important to me. They have to fit this. But then the next day, it's completely different. They constantly change their mind about what they're looking for. And so being in that good place, being willing to commit and focus on the person in front of you, not what's next, what's better. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Cause then I feel like if you don't have the right energy or you're going into it with the wrong energy and those, you know, categories are not okay. It's like oftentimes that will come off in your dates and you could like, again, miss somebody amazing because you're so fixated on from your past or, you know, you are worried about something else. So it's like, you know, make sure you're in a relatively good place and you're committed and that will be key to having a successful journey with a matchmaker as well. Mm-hmm. There was another one I wanted to mention to you where it's, you know, the too much too soon. And you kind of touched on this, 
but women that are generally around our age that are in a huge rush. And so they're pushing for things to get extremely serious after just one or two dates. And I had this actually not with my client, but a wonderful person, woman who he went on a couple of dates with. And he said, all of a sudden after two dates, she just flipped a switch and was like, okay, we got to take this seriously. Are we going to be getting married? Let's talk about children and a timeline and moving in together and all of these things. And it scared him off. And yeah. so remember that it's a gradual progression and don't get intense right off the bat. And I mean, we understand there is that pressure for us as soon as we start to get to that age of, oh my gosh, I got to get married. I got to have kids. I got to have everything together. Whatever age or sex you are, we all have reasons for being in that rush, society or parents, whatever it is, but it scares people. (laughs) Totally. And you know what else it does? It devalues you like subconsciously (laughs) because it's like you're desperately trying to hold on to this person where it should be like, no. I am, you know what, I've done all the work. I feel like I'm in a pretty good place with myself. You know what I mean? Like I bring value. So you have to come from that place. Like, you know, people are like, oh my God, does he like me? No, do you like him or vice versa? Like, you know, you are interviewing that person just as much as they are interviewing you, right? So when you act desperate or you try and be controlling, like that comes from a place of insecurity and not feeling whole with yourself. And people read that, it subconsciously devalues you, right? Like, you know, and that comes into play of making sure you're in a good place because you have to stand your ground on what you're bringing to the table as well. So yeah, that and that, I mean, I, that's a lot of the coaching I do too. It's like, oh my God, I really like her. But I always tell people, listen, you got to invest as they invest, right? So like you invest a little bit more and see if they match it. Amazing. And then if you do it again, if they exceed it, amazing. But it's like, it's kind of like a lever, right? You're going to invest as they invest. You're not going to, and you're going to invest as they are investing in you. You're not going to invest on how much you like them, right? So Mm -hmm. it's like, if you invest how much you like them, you know, that's the same thing as coming off as desperate. Like you want to know that you have standards. You want to know that if I'm investing in this person, they're investing in me, you know? And I always say, if they're not, you need to lose interest in people that are interested in you. It's as simple as that. You don't fight for them to, oh my God, we need to, you know, get married in, within a year and da, da, da. No, that's totally the wrong energy. And that's huge on my coaching. But you know what? If they're not investing, you don't invest. You know what I mean? And that doesn't mean that you, you can throw out a line there and invest a little bit more and see how they respond to that. And if they're not investing the way that you feel, then you pull it back, you know, mm-hmm. and that's how, how it kind of goes. Like you invest as they invest, not invest on in how much you like them. Because you go zero to 60, right? Something I tell female clients that want to have children is freeze your eggs. Absolutely. Don't have that pressure on you of, oh my gosh, I got to find somebody before I'm whatever age so that I can have a good child, good baby, healthy one. Freeze your eggs. Takes a lot of the pressure off. Absolutely. For sure. Yeah. No, I tell that to my clients too, because yeah, if you're, again, you're going to go in with desperate energy. And unfortunately that's the biology of things, but that definitely helps us to have a card that we can play later on if we choose to have kids later. And it will take away, like you said, that unnerving pressure because that's a reality. It it kind of helps to give you some more options potentially. Great point. I say that to a lot of my clients because you don't want to just end up with someone because you want kids and then, you know, down the road, that's going to cause some issues, right? You know, so great point. Totally, totally (laughs) behind that. (laughs) Freeze all the eggs. (laughs) You know, there's a lot of different things you can do to make yourself feel better. A lot of the traits that can pose challenges for matchmakers can be addressed 
And it's a lot of them come from underlying past experiences. So things that have happened with past relationships or in your childhood or in your growth, and they can be addressed. They can be addressed Absolutely. with guidance, whether from our team, whether from a therapist, some patience, some understanding, and just remembering that everybody deserves love and understanding. So I don't want anybody to feel like, oh gosh, I'm terrible with ghosting and communication. I could never work with a matchmaker. No, that's not it at all. You got to just be committed to trying and like whatever it is, like you just got to be willing to step up to the table and be like, listen, like, you know, this is where I'm not strong, but I'm willing to try. Like, I think that, that as a matchmaker, that's all I want is I want you to try. I want you to try to, you know, put some effort in to be more confident to, and I'm going to be there to support you however I can to make sure that you are executing on that and holding you accountable to that. But you got to just be willing to try. And even if that's like baby steps of trying, like that's all I can ask because at the end of the day, I want to make you your best self and we will go at the pace that works for you. But yeah, if you're a terrible ghoster, it would be great to have a matchmaker because they're going to hold you accountable over and above the date. So it's like, you know, but you just have to be willing to understand that we're going to be holding you accountable. It's like having like a fitness coach. Like if you don't go to the gym, your coach is going to be like, well, why didn't you go to the gym this week? They're holding you accountable. (laughs) So yeah, that's what you just got to keep in mind as well. Absolutely. (laughs) Uh, Did you have any more on your list there? Was that? I think that's like, those are like the main ones. And it's just like, but the overall thing is like, people need to sign up and they need, I want to have a good time with this. I want you to have a good time. So we got to come in here with some, you know, we're going to have fun. We're going to roll with it. Like, don't have these high expectations that you're going to get married tomorrow. You know, that's the kind of attitude and the clients that do the best that find love connections and become their best selves. So like, that would just be the way I'd be like, if you want to get a matchmaker, you got to be ready to be positive, open minded, go with the flow, be open to criticism to be your best self. And you know what, you're going to have a successful journey no matter how it ends up. So that would just be my conclusion. But I think we hit on most of the main ones. I think so too. Now, this is great. Before we wrap up today, I wanted to play a little game. (laughs) (laughs) I'm calling it the Cringe Chronicles. Oh, I love that. Here are a couple interesting dating app messages that I found. You ready? Oh my God, amazing. Go for it. I can't wait. (laughs) Yeah, the first one. This guy said, are you Katniss Everdeen? Because you're causing an uprising in my district. (laughs) Oh no, that's the worst. (laughs) And then she responded, are you President Snow? Because you've managed to thoroughly creep me out within the first five minutes of talking to you. (laughs) (laughs) Wow. Hunger Games. All right. This person named Taylor said, hey, how's it going? I think the good thing about having sex with someone who has the same name as you is that we can both yell out the same name. Oh God, that's the worst. (laughs) What a way to connect, eh? This person said, I want to paint you green and spank you like a disobedient avocado. What is a disobedient avocado? Like it goes brown or something? Like that's weird. Good question. These are beyond cringy. It seems like they're going to fetish territory. Like, is he bringing avocados into the bedroom? Like, what's up with that? Bizarre. And like, these are first match. Like, it's like, this person says, you match with Caleb on XXX. And he writes, you are so beautiful. You are so sweet. As long as I have a face, you'll always have a seat. Oh, <laughs> wow. What? It's very classy. Yeah. yeah. She responded with, yes, I am beautiful. Yes, I am sweet. With poems like that, you'll be beating your meat. meat. Oh, my God. So that's an A1 response, though. Yeah, that's, that's clever. A1 for clever. That's hilarious. Well, 
you know, with matchmaking, the thing that I like is because we take so much time to interview all, you know, our potential matches and we thoroughly go through them. You get to avoid all that mess with us. Yeah, so. exactly. All right. I got yeah. one more. He said, hi, I'm about to walk my dog. What are you up to? All right. Well, I give all my matches 15 to 20 minutes to message me after they match me. And then I unmatch them if I don't hear from them. Good luck. <laughs> wow. Okay. He sounds like yeah. he would be really fun to go out with. Really easy, easy going and laid back for sure. It's super easy going. It's like that audio that went viral of that guy's intense voice message. Do you remember that one where he was going oh, on? Yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, that's right. Yeah. yeah. All right. That was hilarious. Share a couple of those because they are so funny and they made me laugh. And I hope totally. they made somebody else laugh. Yeah, All exactly. Right. Well, thank you guys for joining us again today. And if you enjoyed this episode, be sure to share it with a friend, post it on your social media, give us a tag, and please leave us a review. If you are single and looking, check out lionselite.com. You can set up a consultation with a member of our team and find out if you might be a good fit. And of course, give us a follow across all platforms. We are Lions Elite. And until next time, swipe responsibly. 